Big D Entertainment, in association with Dipsy Doodle Productions, presents the Dave Holly Hour. Brought to you by TJS Ceramic Studio, Posh Boutique in the Bridges at 57, The Sky and Tea, Excel Chiropractic, Quality Nails, Jesse Moffat Entertainment, and the Sioux Falls Arts Council. The Dave Holly Hour features Sioux Empire Arts and Entertainment Conversations. A true lover of arts, entertainment, good food, and fun times, including an occasional Jack Daniels. Okay, so a few Jack Daniels. Here he is, Dave Holly. Thank you, everyone, and welcome to the week before the holidays begin. Busy one in the Sioux Empire for sure. So many shows to take in, including the Vaudies, Magic Mayhem Music, tonight at 7.30 at Mighty Corson Art Players Theater. Tickets are only $15 and are available at the door. It's brought to you in part by Broadcast Theater, and they have their show tomorrow night and Saturday night at 7 in the Minnehaha County Historical Society building. Go to the Vaudies tonight, Broadcast Theater's production of the Deer and the Antelope play the next night or two. Meanwhile, back at the Dipsy Doodle Productions studio, this week we hear how Jason Fitzer Photography is branching out again, this time with a studio in downtown Sioux Falls. Then Sioux Falls School District Fine Arts Coordinator Shane Webbin makes his first appearance on the show, tells us how there's no real slow time of the year for his department. But first, let's pop the cork on this bubbly little show. Time to grab your favorite beverage, lift it high, and toast it to being Thursday, a.k.a. Weekend Eve. Hey, the weekend isn't around the corner, it's here! So long, hump day in your frumpy way. We say hello to Thursdays with opening nights. The weekend is near and we can see the bright lights. Yes, Thursday, you're so hearty, we can't wait for Friday, so a day early, we start the party. Depending upon where you are, depending upon what time it is, may depend upon what you have it be drinking and what is holding that there drink. But regardless, lift it high to those willing to do whatever the show needs. Well, I may be the guy that assembled tonight's The Vaudis Show, Everyone in this cast tonight is supportive of each other and willing to help in any way. Now, surprisingly, you're going to hear that word that we talk about so often on this show, collaboration, coming up again in this show. But as for the Vaudis, come witness this collaboration tonight, this willingness to work together. Promises to be a star-studded evening, comedy, magic, and lots of music. Tickets available at the door. Only 15 bucks. The Weekend Eve Toast brought to you by The Sky in Tea. The Sky provides all caps fun. That is best had with friends. Have fun playing darts, shooting pool, listening to great live music from local musicians. Have fun singing karaoke. Maybe you've got that uh, big company party or a benefit that you'd like to hold. And The Sky's back room fits the bill. No matter what's going on at the sky, it's local and it's lively. One over the past week made Dave laugh, guffaw, chuckle, chortle, giggle, smile, maybe even shed a tear of joy. Oh, this is going to be a strange answer to that. Yes, there were tears, and yes, in many ways, they were joyful. But the Good Night Theater's production of Spring Awakening is not the type of show you laugh at a lot. And again, at the end, there were tears. But the reason there were tears is because it was such a moving production. And because this cast was so incredible, drawing out emotion, it was a who's who of top-notch actors in the arts community. So congrats, Good Night Theater, you're this week's honorable mention. Coming up later in the show, we hear from Shane Webbin. Up next, Jason Fitzer on the Dave Holly Hour. Are you an artist? Need some funding to further your art? There's a great opportunity for you through a Sioux Falls Arts Council program. The Artist Microgrant Program gives away several microgrants to local artists, no matter what art discipline you're in. 
Unlike more traditional grants, a microgrant is very easy to apply for. Go to artssuefalls.org. If you haven't done so yet, create a listing on the artist directory, which is beneficial in its own way. Then go to the Artist Microgrants page and apply online. The process is simple. Find out more about the Sioux Falls Arts Council as well online at artssuefalls.org. Broadcast Theater presents The Deer and the Antelope Play, Friday, November 17th, Saturday the 18th at the History Club of Sioux Falls. Shows both nights at 7. It's a story of an East Texas family, a mother, daughter, and grandmother who face tragedy and assorted misfortunes head-on with the help of a strange young woman, a possible ex-hooker who defines herself as one who drinks from the well of life in big gulps. Tickets only $20, available on Eventbrite or at the door. Check out the new ceramic studio in Sioux Falls, conveniently located off Kiwanis Avenue on 5th Street. TJS Ceramics, inside Oscar's mini storage. We have thousands of classic vintage ceramic mold items and several new items too. TJS Ceramics offers classes, special open studio nights, and completed ready-to-purchase items. This studio time or painting parties are available. Visit TJS Ceramics Studio in person today or email tjsceramics at gmail.com for more details. entertainment lovers you hit the mark it's the dave holly hour welcome back everyone yeah i love to say it because it's true every time out of my mouth when i start one of these conversations what a pleasure it is it's always a pleasure to talk sioux empire arts and entertainment and it's always a pleasure when i have new guests but when i have a returning guest it's for a reason now jason fitzer a few years ago, when we started this little podcast here, it was like, oh, yeah, that'd be cool. I have Jason on. You would approach me even. And it's like, oh, great. You know, somebody wants to be on uh, as the show was growing. And so we talked about photography. And I remember having a great conversation about that. And then we've talked a few more times since then. And let's see. I think one of the last ones, uh, not the last one specifically, but prior to that, was you were taking the leap leaving a full-time job and making your photography business full-time. Yep. That was a little over a year ago. Yeah. yeah. And and now you're leaping again. Yep. Absolutely. Yes. Uh, it's been your dream to have a gallery. So opening very, very soon. <laughs> yes. In very downtown soon. Sioux Falls is Serendipity Studio Gallery and Gifts. Yeah. Congrats, my friend. Thank you. I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, that's excellent. You know, because yeah. that's one of the things that we love. Uh, you know, far too often there's this whole negativity. And and some people, like I have to say, actually kind of root for things to go south for people. Sure. And I'm not that person. No. I you're want not. people to succeed. And it's so fun when we get to talk about succession. And this is a, a great deal for you. You're starting this. And uh, let's see. Well, first of all, you're going historical. Yes. Yeah. Shriver yes. Square. Yes, Shriver Square. All right. Where exactly in Shriver Square will we find it? So we're on the second floor of the Shriver mm -hmm. Square. So if you come off of the parking ramp and you go through the skywalk, um, we'll be the first uh, first tenant on the right-hand side. Okay. So we're on the north end of the of the second floor. All right. And it's... Uh, it's really exciting. It's All right. How many really, square feet do you have? 1,500 square feet. Mm -hmm. um, we've got uh, the space divided up into three different galleries. So, okay. you know, there's quite a bit of space and a lot of wall space, which is really kind of what you need for a gallery. Very true. Because yeah. uh, we're not just talking about photography. You are getting artists of all sorts to come in here, correct? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. This is not... Uh, uh, Serendipity Studio is not uh, just a Jason Fitzer Photography Gallery. I have mm -hmm. one gallery of the three, but the other two are all kinds of artists. Um, and, you know, we're not just even artists like like painters, but we're looking at sculptors. And, uh, um, you know, we have a honey person and uh, some other things like that. So we're really excited to share this space with a lot of different artists and hopefully lift up the art community even just a little bit higher than it's already being lifted. Yeah, so uh, obviously when you went to full-time into photography, you've done pretty well with that, haven't you? Yeah. It's, <laughs> well it's, enough that you said we can do this too. Correct. Yeah, it uh, you know, it was uh, it was a good move for us, um, you know, but now this is the next logical progression for us. Um, I could continue to go out on the road and do the shows and I still will. I mm -hmm. have no interest no interest in not doing those because I truly enjoy them. Um, but you know, we decided that we needed a home base and 
I've been doing this for five years as a as a as an artist, and I didn't do this on my own. Um, there were a lot of people that helped me along the way, yourself included, and so now it's a little bit of my turn to give a little back. Awesome, yeah, and uh, looking forward to it. So, who's going to be in the first showing then at the gallery besides your gallery? Who do you have so on we, tap? We don't really have a select individual artist. Okay, um, we you know the the first the main gallery is is a collection of a lot of different artists. Um, you know, I have some artists that like uh, haven't shown in Sioux Falls, but yet they live in Sioux Falls, like a Russ Dirksen, um, Darren Kruger are two of the artists that come immediately to mind. Some new emerging artists, um, some some familiar faces that people will know from you know, maybe seeing them at East Bank and some other areas as well. And it's a collaboration of a variety of artists. It's a you know, there's not like one section that's just for one artist, uh, one artist will be a fine art painter who will be right next to an abstract art, you know, poor art. Mm -hmm. um, so it's a, just a collection. And then the second gallery is a, is a call for art. Um, the call this month is home. So what does home mean to you? Oh. So as an artist, what does home mean to you? And that's a fun little thing because we're going to do a rotational gallery there, mm -hmm. and it's going to change from, from month to month. As we do more calls, we'll have different artists bringing different things to try and really give people a, a, another reason to come back each month to check out the gallery. And uh, home, obviously, uh, a good uh, at this time of year with the holidays coming around. Absolutely, too. Yeah. that's yep. That was exactly what we were thinking. You know, with the with Thanksgiving and everything else, and how home really re resonates right now. Um, we're looking at the next one uh, in January as being new, based off of the calendar of New Year's. Mm -hmm. um, and then we'll probably do love moving into into February. All so. right. So it's gonna the theme will kind of stick toward the time of the year and so yep. forth. Yeah. For, to start with, anyways, yeah. eventually we do. I, I hope not to have to repeat the same right. theme. So you know, after we <laughs> get through a calendar year, then we'll probably have to come up with be a little more creative. So, but it'll be fun. <laughs> what got you interested in this idea besides just having a place of your own? Well, like I said, you know, I I had a lot of people that helped me, and um, so I was at another place called Stacy's Vintage Art, and I had a booth there, and it was just a great place to be in a way for me to communicate through them with my art to customers. Well, Stacy's is closed. And so we were looking at that and saying, well, what do we do? You know, um, I could stay with the crafting arena and, you know, and continue that process. But um, we thought we wanted to go after fine arts. I've been working right. with people in the fine arts for a number of years now. Um, you know, like M at the art collective, um, she lifts up 70 plus artists every a uh, couple months, and it's just wonderful. Um, you know, the watering can does a great job um, of bringing artists together so they can communicate. And I've worked with, you know, a number of people when I was at the Pavilion and things like that. So there's a community out there of artists that need um, representation um, that they don't know what to do. And maybe I can help bring them along because, you know, I'm a small artist myself. So, mm -hmm. you know, I had to learn as I went, but I'm happy to share what I know. Yeah, and I'm I'm assuming that will probably come as well, that there might be some workshops and so forth. Yeah, that. you know, we are talking to a couple of artists about mm -hmm. maybe doing some, you know, some wine and painting events. Um, mm -hmm. You know, maybe, you know, like uh, one gal does rose mauling, which she wants to try to do a class on that. You know, so, yeah, you know, there, there's room in the space where I think we can we can squeeze a couple people in and, and uh, see if we can't uh, put up the table and try to teach some people. Some Have things. you had to do much recruiting? Or was it as soon as people found out you were doing this, the phone calls were coming in? So it's been it's been a pretty decent amount of people came right up straight away. Um, you know, I think a lot of the artists are recruiting other artists. Um, so they're saying, hey, I'm going to sign up. You need to come along with me. Um, or we need to do this together. Or, hey, have you heard about this? So, um, you know, I contacted a couple of artists directly that I knew that I, I, I wanted um, to join and after that, it's been, uh, you know, it's been really a kind of a, you know, Facebook word of mouth uh, growth. And it's been been wonderful. I think I've got maybe nine or 10 artists already signed up and we're always looking for more. Okay. And you're looking for any type of art, right? Yep. Absolutely. If you're a baker and you want to put your stuff in there, I really? consider baking art. Absolutely. Yeah. You bet. Oh, yeah. Food is yeah. Know, culinary so, arts. That's what they call right. it. When culinary you go to arts. Absolutely. So yeah, no, we are looking for all kinds of artists. I was just talking to a young gal. She's 17 and uh, she's wanting to put some of her prints in there. Um, you know, so I love it. Let's bring out the, the new, um, you know, the new people who have no experience at all, but just want a passion for something and are looking forward to doing something. And we'll bring in the old people, too, that, you know, that have been doing it for a number of years and give them a place to go, too. 
Yeah, you you might even have to have a uh, you know a, an exhibit on podcasting or something because that's an art form. Yeah, it is an art form. <laughs> I don't know how we would how we would put that on the wall, but we'll can we'll we'll certainly look into it. <laughs> Lots of foam for yeah, studio we stuff. Need foam, yeah, 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 absolutely. <laughs> we have it. Trust me. Yeah. <laughs> so when are we opening? So we're grand opening on this Saturday. Okay. Um, so yeah, it's coming right around the corner. Yeah. Um, by the time this airs, it's only two days away. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll be there from 10 to 4 on Saturday. Um, you know, we're not doing – it's like I tell people, we're not really doing fireworks and all that kind of stuff. It's just we're going to just kind of ease our Let way the in. Let speak and, for itself. Yep, and we'll just be there. And, uh, you know, that's kind of the mentality of the gallery a little bit is, you know, when you're ready to come visit us and, and see about our art, we're happy to have you. All right. Is it going to have its own website or will it, it to will. be connected to yours at this no, point? No, it will have its own website. I mean, okay. still trying to figure out how to build a website. So, yeah. you know, when you're a, when you're a small business owner, you, you kind of wear a lot of different hats right. as you're I, aware. So. I, I think I've told you this one before that uh, years ago when I was at Kellaway, um, we had the RSVP, uh, Retired Senior Volunteer Program. Mm. Uh, they were coming in because they were going to be leading a workshop on owning your own small business. And uh, one of the guys had already done one of them. And at the previous one, a gal said, oh, I can't wait to have my own business. So I only have to work half a day. And he says, (laughs) you're right. Yes. You get to choose which 12 hours you want to work. That's exactly right. No, (laughs) that's exactly right. Very true. Yeah, It it takes, uh, well, it's the passion. It really Uh, is. and, And I know you have that for photographer, for photography. You have it for uh, your your individual life, you have it for uh, friendships and so forth, and as well for the art community, and I, I applaud you for that. Yeah, thank and you. And I'm looking forward to it. Uh, and uh, so um, I know that, uh, you know, when we talk photography, because that's a, a big passion of mine, or yep. was for many years. Sure. So I'm slowly buying getting back some into stuff it. Yeah, again. I heard. Yeah, I've and, heard. Uh, so we're getting ready for it. Uh, what do you think makes a good picture. Oh, you know that's a that's that's a tough question to answer because just like art, or as art goes, what it makes something good is subjective. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, there's all the rules in photography. You know, rule of thirds, and, right? You know, and all the the golden ratio, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And you hear everybody say, "Oh, well, those are all meant to be broken." You know, so then why do we have them? If they're broken all the time, why do we have them? <laughs> so to me, what makes a good image is does it stir an emotion in somebody? Mm-hmm. Mainly me. I mean, the, the truth is, is that a photographer, most photographers take photos for themselves and then they share it with everybody else. Um, you know, unless you're a commercial photographer for Amazon, um, you're taking these images for yourself mm-hmm. and and then and then you share it with others. And that's where the passion shows is if you're taking the photo for yourself and then sharing it, you're committed to it. You, It's part of you and your soul when you're sharing your moment in time. I mean, I take a picture of a barn. You weren't there, Dave. You never right. took, you've never seen that barn. But if I do it right and I do it well, you're going to feel like you were there or you're going to remember that that was your grandfather's barn or it's going to bring you someplace in time. That wasn't when I was there taking the photo. But that's what photography is, is it's a capturing of a moment in time, nothing more, nothing less. And then as a photographer, a fine art photographer, my job is to share it mm-hmm. with you. And then I can tell you a little bit about it if you want to know. Right. Well, you know, I, I still am a huge believer of a picture tells a thousand words. Absolutely. And uh, there's one that I wish I could get back. I gave it to somebody to frame for me years ago, and then I got uh, kicked out of that job and have never talked oh, to that person again. That's, that's a shame. <laughs> but that's it, a shame. It's, it's a fantastic, and again, that was a moment in time mm-hmm. picture that uh, was taken. Well, luckily, um, though, you still have it in your mind. Yeah, I do. You know, yeah. so that's, it, it really well, is part of your soul. Well, true. In, in fact, uh, I, I tell the story often about, you know, people will ask, well, you know, how can we use purple and orange right. in, in all your logos? I said, because of a, your sunset. a sunset coming up off the lake up in Haytai, South Dakota, yep. in mid-October. Beautiful, reflected perfectly, and it was purple and it was orange. And uh, so that was prior to having phones that had cameras on Right, them. yep. And But I still envision that every day of my life. Yep. And so it's beautiful in that way. Uh, last night, I was taking one of a sunset uh, as I was driving. Well, I was riding. Carrie was driving mm, out to Trivia. Yeah, right. Uh, and 
it had some nice colors in it. Yep, and, it was pretty last night. Yeah, yeah. and uh, so I rolled down the window and just on the phone, yep. uh, snapped a couple, and I knew that I had to. I wanted to make sure I didn't have any of the uh, light poles in the way and so forth. And so I did get two out of the three, and they they really were nice. I, I you know because sometimes when you're doing that uh, in a moving vehicle, it's hard. It's not always going to turn out uh, like you envisioned. Right. Uh, but I uh, was very lucky on that one. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes the hand of man is a little tricky to work around. Yeah, so. true. <laughs> but. And the mind as well. Yeah, well, there's that too. There's <laughs> because that too. then, it, yeah, you know, if you're one of those that you're always right, it's it's tough to handle when it doesn't come out right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How do you do that uh, in terms of uh, because you're a fine art photographer versus somebody going around taking portrait school pics? Mm-hmm. Um, when it comes to being a fine artist in photography, how often are you going, that's nothing? Yeah, you know, it's, as you grow, um, I feel like I have gotten better at not having to throw away images. Better when, selection as right, you're taking the right. pictures? Right, I'm more selective of what movie, what image I'm taking on mm-hmm. the front end. Um, but don't be shy about the fact that, you know, I might take 200 images and might only come out with 24 that are worth a darn. Uh. Um, you know, I mean... But a lot of those 200 images are the same image, just a little different. The focus is a little different, or maybe it's, you know, I move to the left, I move to the right. So for the most part, though, you know, as you grow, you start to develop your own feel and your eye. And and so, yeah, you should be you should be taking less actual physical photos mm-hmm. that because you're you're more you're more selective yeah. with your image. Do you feel you have a style? You know, people say I do. I don't know if I, I think do. you do. Yeah. Um, you know, I guess I just my style, if I had to, to is just whatever catches my eye, um, uh-huh. you know, and I carry around an 18 by 400 lens, which a lot of people would gristle at because it's <laughs> such a wide range of a lens. But if I want to take a picture of a grasshopper, I can do that. Or if I want to take a picture of a landscape, I'm ready for that. Mm-hmm. And and that's how my life is, is it's not like I go out and take, you know, I mean, yeah, you know, we will go, my wife and I will go out and chase sunsets and look for sunsets. And yeah, I know that's what I'm taking. But you never know. All of a sudden, you might see a you know a barbed wire on a on a fence post, and I don't want to take the time to lend, change my lens and get dust in it. So pop it with the eighteen by four hundred, and I get both shots. Yeah. Uh, I know that uh, one thing I think you've become quite adept at is uh, nostalgic photography. You know, retro, getting some of those old abandoned places and so forth. Yeah, I'm working on a. I've, I've been trying hard uh, to find time to do a nostalgia series, um, working with. Um, so my father passed away a year ago, and um, he had a bunch of collection of nostalgic items, mm-hmm. um, old bottles, tins, Watkins products, etc. So I took a bunch of photos for him before he died so he knew that his collection was going to be preserved. And I find that that resonates with a lot of people. Um, and so now I'm trying to gather up new like old toys um, and other things like a Coca-Cola collection, etc., working with other other collectors who have collections that are willing to let me photograph their stuff. And put that out there because, again, those are things that people, one, it resonates with them. It mm-hmm. brings them back to a memory. Oh, my grandma had this or, you know, my dad smoked a pipe or, or right. whatever. But there's also a whole generation out there who have no idea what Watkins products are. <laughs> True. And, and now I get to not only do I share it with the people who know about yeah. it, but I get to share it with others that don't yeah. know about it. And, you know, a lot of these things are fading into into posterity as well. So, you know, it's been a lot of fun. I really enjoy them. Do you have one particular picture or um, at least a subject matter that you took several of that will always stick in your brain? Um. Well, I mean, I have my squirrel that most people know me for. Right. Um, you know, so he's a lovable character. And, and so, <laughs> you know, I mean, I always go back to him. You know, people just love that squirrel. Um, And, and that's great. Um, you know, other than that, you know, I do, it changes from day to day, you know, um, you know, one moment I'll be excitedly taking pictures of, you know, Minneapolis football stadium, and that'll be what I'm taking the pictures of today. And I'm having a blast. Next thing you know, we're driving home and there's a barn, you know, that's in the sunset and I got to take a picture of that, Mm -hmm. you know, so, you know, it's hard to say that I have a, a particular subject matter. Um, I mean, I do like rustic things, you know, yeah. so, you know, something that's got rust or, or texture, I, I, I do enjoy those. Mm-hmm. So a um, little dirt on them is not going to hurt anything either. You ever uh, dabbled in any other fine arts? So I do Visually, a little, I do a little painting okay. on top of my other, uh, my other art. So if I have a canvas mm-hmm. um, and I print on that um, and I don't like it or maybe it got damaged, a lot of times I use that because right. my, my canvases get damaged. So then I'll add paint on top of them. And, you know, maybe embellish it a little bit or, 
you know, bring out like one image that came to mind. More re- one of the ones that was fun was I took a picture of the old courthouse museum. And then uh, I superimposed the picture of the Sioux Falls flag over the old courthouse museum. So, you know, just something fun like that, you yeah. know, just to try to try to do something, you know, a little different. Um, I don't do a lot of it. Um, it takes time and right. you know, time yeah. is something I have a short, <laughs> so, short supply of right now. Exactly. Yes. As you get ready. Uh, and in fact, I'm glad that we were able to get this in because I know that you are on a, a tight yeah, schedule. Me too. I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. And it was just, uh, you know, the executive producer. Well, she said. <laughs> well, I appreciate her too. Land so. on it, <laughs> absolutely. I appreciate <laughs> we it. We knew there'd be another one anyway. Uh, but uh, what are you looking forward to most about your new studio and Sunday. gallery? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, it's when I go out and I do these shows, whether it's like the Brookings Arts Festival, Sidewalk Arts Festival, or just a craft show, is I get to spend time talking to the customers. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it's fun to talk about my stuff. I love to talk about my stuff, and I love to share with people what what was that's about. But now, now I get to talk about other people's stuff as well, and I get to listen to their stories and see how they interact with somebody's fine art painting or somebody's pottery. Um, so it's going to bring it, – it's going to really – I'm hoping it'll – you know, one, it'll keep me a little more humble about what I'm doing. But two, I just – I get to branch out and learn and experience, you know, because these artists have come to me. They're trusting me to take care of their art, and they're telling me their stories about how they made this piece and what went into it. And I tell you what, artists are amazing. The things they they think of to do, um, you know, things that I would never have even thought to, you know, to try and, you know, so I get to, I get to learn all that. So, well, the nice thing is, you know, this community doesn't seem to have a shortage of artists. No, not at all. Uh, that's the thing that blows me away every time I think about it because, and I, I tell this so often, I hate to be repetitive, but it, it just forces the point that, you know, when I started the show, uh, four years ago, I wrote down about 75 names. I know it was well over 50. Um, there are still people on that list that I've never talked to. Sure. Because in the meantime, you run along and meet somebody new, such as Jason Fitzer, and then from that, you meet somebody else new, and you go to different events, and all of a sudden, boom, 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 boom. You know, I typically have two people on per week. Right. I have a list right now of um, another 30. Mm-hmm. That's 15 weeks. Yeah. <laughs> You're not going to be able to retire. No. Ever. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Keeps me young. Right. I guess yeah. that, you know, maybe that's one of the things I love about art keeps me young and it kind of goes back to what you're talking about in terms of uh seeing the vintage and the retro and so forth uh because in many cases while i maybe wasn't physically there at least i remember that period of time right yeah yep absolutely you know um i was in your neck of the woods in Mm -hmm. rock rapids oh yeah summer um walking around taking some pictures and you know there's some old old buildings downtown you know that there are and i imagine that you probably have some stories oh do i about those old buildings Uh uh-huh you know and and so that's one of the things, too, I enjoy is going to a small town or a town and immersing myself in their community. Um, you know, like I went to Omaha, did a show in Omaha, but before I went, I went down and just shot pictures of, of Omaha. And I learned a lot about Omaha mm-hmm. from the locals that came up to me and said, oh, that's from this place or that's from yeah. that place. And, you know, and that's that's amazing. And it's so much fun for me. And it's just, you know, again, feeds my soul that I get to share that with them. You know, because then I'm bringing them to a memory because they're sharing a memory of that place to me, and that's awesome. Do you have any of the Rapids Theater? Um, I don't. No, don't. no, well, I know. You got to go shoot that sometime. I know. Yeah, it's a little rundown, isn't it? Uh, but they've been refurbished. Have they? Yeah, okay. They're, they're. It's going to take a long time. Yeah. to Get to the point that they want to. But those old those old theaters they oh, took, just man. took a beating yeah, when they when they uh, when they were running. But for you one, talk but... about some history in that thing. Yeah. Nice. Uh, third floor was actually a ballroom. Really? I yes, didn't know they had a where, third floor. Yeah, where they uh, used to have, uh, you know, like, uh, oh, <laughs> can't think of the guy from Wonderful, Wonderful. Oh, Lawrence Welk. Lawrence Welk. Yeah. There we go. Man, brain fart there. Yeah. Huh? Uh, but they used to have, you know, big bands. Big they bands. They used to have some yeah. of the great singers and nice. so forth years and years ago. Yeah, I hope they get yeah. that done. I do too. Yeah. Cause... And uh, it's it's a really cool place. I've been in it. Uh, since it's, you know, dilapidation sure. as they're trying to get things back in order. Um, yeah, nice. And I hope it happens, you know. Yeah. Uh, it's always fun to restore things like that. Yeah, it's a lot of work. 
Um, you know, I know restoring things in general is a lot of work, um, and it's sometimes hard to see the value, the financial yeah. value, especially you know as it you know because it it racks up a lot of bills. And mm -hmm. uh, but you know, at the end of the day, you know, like our state theater here in town, you know, oh, wow. I mean, wow, an amazing yeah. job, and thankfully they saved it because yes. you know now a whole another generations. Uh, get mm -hmm. to celebrate that yeah. and had they just let it go and just walked away from it and demolished it and let some you know uh you know just basic mcmansion type building come into it you know we would have lost a cultural thing yeah. so so i'm excited for that my I'm glad they did very first did. date ever was at the state really yeah you know because old enough to drive up from rocky oh yes mm -hmm. but uh, that's back when uh, sioux falls was sixty-eight thousand. now with two hundred and eight thousand. yes grown a little since <laughs> which is why uh we have such a growth and why we have so many different uh, people involved yep. in the arts here and absolutely it's, uh, fantastic to see uh let's see where are we time wise oh we got time for a couple more questions right, before we enough. get to the usual ending the too. ending questions yeah. uh but uh, what is it that uh thrills you not only about uh being an artist uh, but now to the point of having a, um, you know, we're going to studio, gallery, gifts, all that fun stuff. Mm -hmm. What throws you the most part about being a businessman in this? Well, so prior to being a photographer full time, I've worked in retail for, mm -hmm. for almost 30 years. So, you know, I've got my hand in that. And, you know, once you do something for that long, it really becomes part of you. Um, you know, I was... My first job, my first real good job was at a drugstore in Rapid City, and I worked behind the camera counter of all places, <laughs> um, you know, and and I just, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed helping the people, um, and so every time I've been in retail, um, it was just a lot of fun um, for me. Mm -hmm. You know, the people, the customers are great. I know a lot of people complain about the customers and vice versa. Um, the associates that I worked with, the people I worked with, um, you know, I'm friends with some of those people today still. Um, and you know, that was a lot of fun. And so I got to, now I get to kind of blend the two worlds. Um, the experience that I have, you know, from, from being a store manager, um, to being an artist and bring those two together. And I don't make any pretend that I'm some gallery guru that I'm mm -hmm. going to know all the answers here. I don't. Um, but I'm going to, I'm willing to, to learn and I'm willing right. to try and we're going to stumble and we're going to fall, but we're going to have a lot of fun doing it. And we're going to rise up above it, and we're going to keep going forward. And the fun starts this Saturday. It does. Yes. Oh, looking forward to it. Yeah, Again, second floor. Second floor. That's People People kind of wonder why I chose second floor, mainly because, one, it was what was available. <laughs> you know, downtown, there's not a lot of space available, um, especially not when you were looking at 1,500 square feet. Mm -hmm. So I could have found something, maybe a smaller space, but I wouldn't have been able to achieve the goals that I wanted to in a smaller space. Shriver Building is so historic. Um I had so much fun when I was in there the first time. They still have all the old uh, – in their elevators, they have the old signs that say, you know, first floor is menswear and lingerie and sporting goods. Right. And, and I mean, how cool is that? Yeah. yeah. I mean, you don't find that in just, you know, in any building. And so that really probably led me to think that this was probably the right place for me. Um, and so second floor, there's some great businesses in there um, already, and we're excited to be part of their their community, and we're excited to be downtown where the arts community really starts at, um, and we're looking forward to serving you know a variety of different kinds of audiences. As a veteran of this show, you know what's coming next. I do. I should have <laughs> thought of my answers. You say that each time as yeah. well. Uh, so when you are not involved with arts and entertainment, what do you like to be entertained by? You know, it's it's I just enjoy, you know, spending some time with my wife and just, mm -hmm. you know, being at home Um, lately. We haven't done a lot of art. I mean, a lot of shows lately because I've been on the road so much with the weekends and things. So when we are home, it's just nice to be together, whether even I'm just on my computer editing photos or mm -hmm. or just sitting down and watching a movie and having some popcorn. You know, it's 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 just rewarding to just have some moments of quiet and yeah. uh, and and kick my shoes off and, uh, you know, and, and just hold hands and. Enjoy a movie or, or some sort of TV yeah. show. Any and rooting hobbies? for the Vikings. <laughs> Any other hobbies besides rooting for the Vikings? Um, you know, again, I'm kind of dabbling in the art, you know, the painting little world. Mm -hmm. That's kind of fun. Um, you know, other than that, I don't really have a whole lot of hobbies. You know, I don't read a lot anymore. It used to be something I enjoyed. Um, but I don't do much of that. And, you know, otherwise I'm just tired all the time. So <laughs> it's, it's nice to just not right. do anything but just sit uh, around. Speaking of your Vikings. Yes. Uh, they will be in Denver. They will be. 
on Sunday night. Correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, any, because uh, that would be where my I, favorite I NFL team yeah. is from. Uh, any friendly wager we want to come up with? Yeah, we could probably talk something. All right. We'll see what we can come up with. We'll so, do that after yeah. we finish here. Absolutely. All right, you know, Jason, so always a, a pleasure, my friend. Best of wishes to you with the new business. And we'll be back with more of the Dave Holly Hour in just a moment. Comedy magician and hypnotist Jesse Moffitt's right. He can't play the piano, but he can sure entertain crowds with his amazing magic and clever quips. His shows always make the participants the stars, especially when they've fallen asleep on stage. Uh, I mean, they've been hypnotized. Are you the party planner in your group? Then you owe it to your group to make the event magical, even if it puts you to sleep. Here's how. For booking information, go to Jesse Moffat Entertainment on Facebook. That's J-E-S-S-E-M-O-F-F-I-T-T. Or call 605-929-0964. Dr. Perry Langston and Dr. Corey Tooney know excellence is in you. That's why they provide you with excellent care at XO Chiropractic. Improving your overall health in spirit, body, mind, and will. Get results the natural way. Arrange a consultation, 605-332-9235 or exochiros.com. Excellent care for excellent people. XL Chiropractic, located at 4309 South Racket Drive in Sioux Falls. Funny, engaging, connected. He's the entertainment reporter for Sioux Falls. Here's Dave Hawley. Welcome back, everybody. Yes, you know what I'm going to say, because it's tradition on the Dave Holly Hour to start off with. It's always a pleasure to talk Sioux Empire Arts and Entertainment. And today we specifically get into the Sioux Falls School District. It's Fine Arts Coordinator Shane Webbin is here along with us. How are you, sir? Oh, fantastic. Oh, glad to Always a great that. day when we talk about what it, we're doing in our is, schools. It is, isn't it? Yeah. And, you know, I, I just asked you before we started... It's like, you know, is there a particular, you know, time of the year that is, you know, the one that everybody goes, oh, my goodness, it's it's got to be rough right now. Uh, but you're saying people think that it's maybe winter. Winter, you know, December, we think Christmas concerts, winter mm-hmm. concerts, and the late spring, which are very busy times. Right. It's all year. Yeah. Amazing. It is all year. Yeah, no doubt about that. All right. Give us your background first before we start getting into what your job entails. Right. Well, I'm I'm a Sioux Falls kid. Mm-hmm. I really grew up here in Sioux Falls. Love Sioux Falls. Glad to have spent a lot of time here. Don't regret having gone to college here in Sioux Falls and made Sioux Falls my home. I think we have a really great community. Was very fortunate when I was a couple years into my teaching career to be able to move into the Sioux Falls District and have been in the Sioux Falls District for quite some time. Mm-hmm. Spent a few years over in Harrisburg, our neighbor, uh-huh. and that was right before moving into this role in Sioux Falls. But most of my my time has been primarily, I would say, at the middle school level. I have a crazy thing for middle schoolers. I think they're fantastic. I was a middle school choir director for many years and was um, in middle school building administration for many years as well, which kind of led me into thinking administration for fine arts. Yeah. Um, and you've been at this position for how long now? Since July of this year. Yeah, so this I was going to say it was a, a new thing for you Very hopping new. into this. But uh, obviously the background that you had uh, played into that quite well. And I also saw that uh, you were... Uh, in college, you majored in more of the music aspect per se. Right, right. So when did this administrative part of you come along that said, you know what, I love this part, but I also have, you know, skill set over here. Let's mesh them together. Right. So I, a few years into teaching, I decided I was going to go back to school for my master's. And I thought, let's look at this admin route. I had a principal who had encouraged me to maybe pursue that. And it was several years later after I had gotten my master's in school administration that another principal said, we have a part-time opening in our building. We have this need that we've gotten so big. I really think it would be a good fit for you if you moved into this part-time 
administrative role and then part-time teaching at the same time. And then that shifted more into the full-time. It it was a switch. I miss the classroom. I still love the administrative side. If you told me I was going to go back to the classroom tomorrow, I'd say, great, especially if it's middle school <laughs> choir. You bet. Yeah. Yeah. You have your niche right there. Right yeah. now, yeah. Uh, but uh, in terms of Sioux Falls School District, how many schools do we have that in your job as fine arts coordinator you cover? Right. It is incredible when you hear the numbers. 23 elementary buildings, number 24 in the works, six middle schools, four traditional high schools, and we are doing a little bit right now with our CTE Academy as well. So you do the math there, it adds up really quick and a lot of students. Uh, huge. How often do you get to each one? <laughs> yeah, I was interesting. When I started in July, I thought my goal is going to be to every school in the first week of the school you're starting so I could meet all the teachers. That quickly changed, and I thought it'll be the first month. And I did accomplish it the first month. I got to be in every building in the first month. It is, it's a big, big challenge to be in schools. I wish I could be there more often to be in classrooms. Now that especially concerts have started up again, mm -hmm. I've been to a lot more afternoon, evening concerts. That's really a ton of fun. I mean, that's a great part of my job, to see kids on stage, making music, or in a drama performance. We have lots of drama performances right now, too. All right, so fine arts covers, obviously, music, uh, band, vocal, and all of the subcategories of those, jazz bands, orchestra, yes. uh, marching band, uh, all, all that, show choirs, yes. what have you. And then, obviously, visual arts. Uh, but beyond that, you know, some of us kind of stop thinking there. But what does it entail for you that you have to keep track of? So in addition to those items, we have our drama and theater mm -hmm. programs that we have in some elementary, in our middle schools, and our high schools. Obviously, our high schools have much bigger, robust programs, and we offer classes in that as well. Um, I provide some support for our speech debate and oral inter programming. And most recently, I'm providing some guidance for eSports, a new extracurricular right. potential for our district uh, falling under fine arts right now, which is odd for people to think about. <laughs> but it's a great way, actually, for us to tap kids who are maybe not involved in an activity to get them involved into a program. So you see, we have a lot, lot in the fine arts plate. It's pretty big. And we know the curricular aspects, the things that go on during our day, but you mentioned things such as marching band, show choir, uh, debate, oral interp. Those also become those extracurricular activities that we have under fine arts as well. Yeah. And uh, now do kids still get uh, credits, you know, the, the school credits for being in additional activities in the extracurriculars? For some, yes. Some there are small credits because they maybe meet over the lunch hour at the high school. So they meet okay. for half yeah. a lunch period, essentially. Then they get a smaller portion of a credit. Those are things for like show choir and jazz band and some of those ensembles. For our bigger ones, no, there's, that's just their commitment to being yeah. in marching band is they are Ooh. excited to be out there in the summer in the heat learning those drills <laughs> and competing. You know? Yeah, well, uh, we're, we're not too far away from Lincoln where they practice. Right. And uh, we quite often even hear them from here. Uh, so it's always a great time of year when that starts happening. And it, But you're right. You know, you walk or drive past and go, yeah, I'm glad I'm not the one out there sweating right now at 90 plus degrees. Uh, but are you surprised by the commitment of students into the fine arts? Obviously, it's a joy for you as as a coordinator of that. Very surprised at uh, at the, you know, just this fierceness that so well, many of them have now. I think kids want to do hard and challenging things. Mm -hmm. And so whether that is in fine arts or another activity, kids want, they have a desire to be challenged and to do hard things and compete at hard levels. So they want to do their best. We know that there's there's a sense of accomplishment when there's competition, but we know that kids 
feel a part of something and how important it is that they feel a part of a community. And so if they can get that through competitive marching band or show choir, debate, a drama production, that's fantastic. I also say fantastic if they get that on the basketball court too. Right. Because we just, we want kids to be involved and kids want, they want to be a part of something. Mm -hmm. And that's why we provide these opportunities for kids as well. Well, and you know, it's been a few years now, but uh, you know, it used to just be called South Dakota High School Athletic Right. <laughs> now it's academic mm. uh, or uh, ac- activities. activities, excuse me. And it's like, OK, that's great because, you know, they're seeing. Uh, and then when you get that calendar, boy, that's a huge thing that comes and out every year. Again, year round with yeah. with fine arts, too. We have we have events with the South Dakota Activities Association really happening all during the school year. We we have oral and excuse me, we had all state orchestra and choir. At the end of October, we have oral interp tournament the first weekend of December. It, so it's just what seems one after another. <laughs> People often think of the Activity Association for state basketball, state football. Right. We're having those same big state level events for fine arts as frequently as those athletic events. Right. And uh, when it comes to your calendar, do you have any free time? <laughs> There is a bit of flexibility. There are some <laughs> slower times of the year when when I can find some time, you know, that we can maybe have a little vacation or uh, I have supportive colleagues who really we as as colleagues want to support each other in what we enjoy in making art as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for me, I still get the opportunity to participate with South Dakota Symphony Chorus because that's important for me to be a part of an ensemble, which I think I then take that excitement that I have back to, to our staff. But it is time away, and, and we've, but we, we carve out that time. Yeah. What do you have for staff then? And, and how's the hierarchy from you down to the students in? How's that all translate? When I looked... We have 194 staff that are somehow connected to fine arts. We have some staff such as journalism and newspaper that are less connected to fine arts, but do fall under the South Dakota Activities Association for Fine Arts. We have some support staff. We have secretaries that support our departments. So we include them as well. The, The hierarchy is unique that buildings still have uh, autonomy for for a lot of their programming, and so uh, uh, principals oversee their buildings, their programs, and their teachers. And I provide support to both of from the the teachers providing support to them, providing support to principals when they're making decisions about things. We provide support on what should be happening in classrooms on the curriculum side. And of course, you know, I'm the guy who makes sure that the the checkbook balances and that <laughs> instruments are ordered and repaired and we have buses lined up for events. I mean, so those those types of things right. and the financial aspects fall within my office. So you have a lot of checklist items then, don't you? Oh, yes. Yeah. What, what's been, uh, since you moved into this type of role, uh, what has been the most challenging part of being a fine arts coordinator? There's few of us around, so working through problems, thinking through things that are really unique to fine arts. I was lucky when I was in Harrisburg. I could I could call in Dr. Perkins, who was in Sioux Falls, and now I, I check in with Harrisburg, too, that you're, you are often facing things that no one else is, is maybe having to worry about, especially in Sioux Falls, a district our size. Because in some of our smaller surrounding communities, you might have one or two art teachers K-12. And that is very different than when you have 20 just at the elementary level. Right. And so that's it's the scale that has really been a, a shift for me from even Harrisburg and, and from building being a building administrator. What that's like is this just the, the number is so, so huge here in this role. When you started this, uh, were you thinking, okay, you know, I I really want to make sure that uh, the public is aware of A, B, and C, but you've got D, E, F, G (laughs) all the way down. Uh, And has that changed your focus of how you want to make sure that 
the public and especially, you know, uh, people involved in the district or live within the district have a view of fine arts? It's always a goal that we we let the public know the really wonderful things our schools are doing from many different aspects. And it's it's certainly a long term goal. It's something I'm working working right now and how do we continue to highlight the really great programs and as important how do we get the community in to see our programs get to see our concerts get to see our our art shows get to see the theater productions because what our kids are doing it's amazing it'll blow your socks these, off you know, these yeah. are these are adolescents yeah it is truly amazing what our students are doing and we want the community to see so we're in the process of working on some things to make that easier for the community to access calendars and know more about our programming we have a long ways to go mm-hmm. it's very early in in my uh, goals but we we really do want to extend that and really welcome people into our events more and to highlight what our students are doing so what are uh, some of the other goals then that you have a big lift that we have right now is that we are doing a complete revision of our curriculum. Uh, that's a it's a multi-year process, so I came in mid-year to that. The team is in a really fantastic place. The the team has worked very hard to take revised South Dakota standards for fine arts to to make sure that we are addressing what the state says we need to be teaching and providing experiences that really meet the needs of our teachers, meet the needs of what the standards say we should be teaching. So we spend a lot of time on that. That's a, a that's probably where I spend the majority of my time right now is focusing on that. And I have a lot of help with that. And yet I'm still pretty heavily involved. And it's wonderful work. We're very excited. I hope the community sees it when they're talking with their kids when they come home from school. I hope their kids are talking about the things they did in art class or music class. Um, to really take those opportunities to a new level for our students. That's so the curriculum piece is very big. We always have those state events that we're working towards, and there's a lot of behind the scene things that happen. Those are just logistics. That's the coordinating part. Mm-hmm. But I think then long term is looking at how are we adequately staffing our programs and funding our programs and working with other district administrators to ensure that we have what we need for staff in place, we have what we need for budgets in place, reaching out to community members to provide support if we need to create a community partnership, uh, to help continue to expand our programs so that they can continue to be the top-notch programs for the area. Do fine arts coordinators, uh, yourself, and any of them uh, across the state, do you sit there when the budget is going to be released every year and go, please, (laughs) make sure there's enough funding for the arts yet? Should there always be more? I would say yes, 100%. (laughs) I would certainly take no and I or take more. And I am one who I always think the worst thing they can say is no. So I'm going to ask. Uh, I told the the assistant superintendent who I work with most frequently, I said, I'm going to always ask. I'm always going to ask for more money. I'm always going to ask for more teachers. And worst thing you're going to do is tell me no. But I, I'm going to keep asking and I'm going to make sure that we have arguments in place to to support what our needs are. Because I do want to be very aware that we have lots of programs in our district that require lots of funds to, to operate and we're a piece of that. I want to make sure that we are getting the appropriate amount of that. And I want to make sure that we are good stewards of what we are given. Um, but you're right. I look at the budget and we're going to start that soon. That's a big December, January project. It'll be my first time doing this big project with Sioux mm-hmm. Falls. And it. I'm a little intimidated by it, yes. And I have some some hope for where we can take our programming and how we maybe need to build that over several years. And I I hope the, you're right, the money is there. Um, and that is really important to note about Sioux Falls. We continue to support fine arts. We continue to support mm. activities for students. We've said that these things are important and we're gonna, we will support them and they have 
So we've been lucky. We haven't had to face major cuts. What are the needs right now in your department? More teachers, uh, classrooms, more supplies? We always have a need for new teachers because mm -hmm. our, we have teachers who are retiring and teachers who are moving to out of the area. So there's always a need for, for teachers and we're working with our universities to help make sure that we are preparing our candidates to, to be a part of our system and to join the Sioux Falls. It's, it's a need that we know is across the state. Uh, what we have seen an increase in the area is we have more and more students who are who are in need of assistance for instruments. So mm. if they want to play in band or right. orchestra, we have an inventory, but we're seeing that inventory need increase. We are seeing that inventory shift from being just, you know, we only used to provide tubas and basses and cellos. And now we have a need that we have kids who really want to be involved in band but we don't have a clarinet for them or we mm. don't have a flute because we have that need has grown so much, you know? So I'll, I'll put in a little plug here Yeah. that if people have instruments that maybe their kids are out of the house a couple of years and played the trumpet in middle and high school band or the clarinet, we, we do take donations of those instruments. We do. Uh, if they're, if the instrument is in good shape and doesn't need repair, we get those, next day into kids hands almost i mean we we have that need that we can get kids on instruments we have kids continually coming into the district we can get them instruments if people have instruments that they maybe don't necessarily need or maybe not as top quality anymore we do take those because we can use those to trade in to purchase additional mm -hmm. new instruments so that's my plug. If you have a good clarinet, flute sitting around, maybe a viola, we'd, we'd be happy to take those during regular school day hours at our district office. Um, you can always call us and we'll we'll give you directions on that. But that's my plug. Yeah, it's, a, it's a good plug. I like that one. That's one of the best we've ever had on this show. <laughs> All right. Uh, so when it came to you, uh, what got you interested in the arts? When you were growing up here in Sioux Falls, what sure, did you sure. go... I really so, want to do this versus that. You know, I never, I never thought about visual arts, mm -hmm. and I think that had a lot to do with that. In my school, I and I went to the Catholic schools here in Sioux Falls. At that time, this has since changed for them. We didn't have visual arts teachers, and it was our teachers that would provide some some activities. And so I, I do wonder, had I had more exposure, would I have continued in the visual, anything visual arts in middle school or high school? So it wasn't really ever an opportunity for me to know, but we had an amazing elementary music teacher, Nancy Botts. She was fantastic. And she just encouraged kids to sing, to enjoy playing instruments in music class. And that, I think, is what really sparked that singing was was something I enjoyed. Honestly, I didn't think I would be a music teacher until really late into high school, like going into senior year. I thought, I'm going to be a teacher. And I had these other plans of maybe being an English teacher. And I started down the track of writing all these papers and reading all these books in junior, senior year of high school. And I thought, I just don't know if this is really a passion for me. But then choir, I was always involved in choir. And that really became something that I just, it went from being more than just enjoying to a passion. And I felt, I felt I was, I could do this. I felt I'm good at singing and I feel like I would like to help other people develop that as well. And then my senior year, we had a new choir director, Melanie Brink, who encouraged me to have some leadership opportunities within the choir. And that sealed the deal right there. That was it. I knew that was going to be, for me, being a choir teacher was where I needed to, to study. Side story, this is to for me, it, I was able to, in my previous position in Harrisburg, hire Melanie to be one of our music <laughs> teachers. I mean, what a unique opportunity as an administrator to hire a teacher that you had. You had. I've had oh, the opportunity wow. to hire students I've had, and that is v so fulfilling 
that just makes your heart just beam. But to have someone that you looked up to now be someone you get to work with, that for it was such a great moment. What uh, in interviews, whether at Harrisburg or here in uh, Sioux Falls, then uh, when it came to that question, you know, why should we hire you? What was the answer? I look for answer interview answer questions where I get a sense that the person loves working with kids. I've had people who I question if they even like kids. And I think you have to really like and love kids to want to go into this profession. It is such a hard profession. So I want to hear that you love kids first and foremost. And then typically what happens is because they love kids and working with kids, their passion for music or visual arts or theater, whatever the position is for, that comes through. And it elevates their knowledge or their ability to work with those kids in the fine arts because they like kids so much. All right. We always end with uh, two questions. Sometimes the first question means we don't need to. Your answer to question number one means we don't need to ask the second one. All right. But here we shoot from the hip. When you are not involved in fine arts, what do you like to be entertained by? Boy, that's tricky because what I like to be entertained by is the fine arts, arts. right? Yeah. You know? Uh, we and that's an acceptable answer that you know it, it is what you do uh and you love going to things yes, because of it. Yes. Yeah. So we enjoy going to see concerts, symphony concerts, the pavilion series. We have such wonderful opportunities in Sioux Falls from visual arts, all the art galleries, the openings, our universities. There's not a shortage of fine arts activities that you can go see beyond the high school level. So if you, you could go to something every night of the week, I think at a school, but if you look at what our community is doing too, there is stuff all the time. Oh, incredible. So it's hard to say, cause yeah. it, for me, it's, it's related to the fine arts, yep. you know? All right. Any other hobbies then? Well, I do enjoy, again, there's music. What I've enjoyed about moving out of the classroom is music can be a bit more of a hobby for me. So the actual making of music can be a a hobby. Singing can be a hobby. Mm -hmm. I'm not in charge of a group. I get to sit and participate as a choir member, not as the director now. Uh, Do enjoy reading. We love our book club. Um, I enjoy when I have time getting to, to bake in our family, I'm oh. the baker. My husband is the cook, okay. so I bake. And and what's uh, your go-to uh, pastry or, or well, it, right are, are now, you a cookie person? Cake? Well, cookies, cakes. I think I've perfected the most amazing almond white cake. Oh. But lately I've had a request for brownies. I've made a lot of brownies mm. in the last few weeks, so we've eaten a lot of chocolate mm. lately. Um, do, you, do you ever do a carrot cake? I have not done a carrot cake lately. Okay. So quite yeah. tasty. Yeah, mm-hmm. that they are. <laughs> My birthday's coming up December 15th, but <laughs> you didn't hear that from me. You have a request now. <laughs> All right. Shane Webbin, thank you so much. Appreciate your time, and uh, congratulations on, on the spot that you are in as the Fine Arts Coordinator for the Sioux Falls School District. Uh, from, from what everyone has told me and from what I can see and having talked to you, you're doing a bang-up job. Yeah. Thank you. It's a real pleasure, real pleasure to speak with you and a great pleasure to be working with Sioux Falls Fine Arts. Fantastic. All right. We will be back to wrap up the Dave Holly Hour in just a moment. Ladies, when it's time to give your nails some love, get that extra special treatment from Quality Nails on South Minnesota Avenue in Sioux Falls. Manicures and pedicures that look great and make you feel fantastic. Zaya and Tony provide professional care for your hands and feet, whether you just want the basics or an extra special look with added flair. Oh, and guys, it's okay to treat yourself too. Quality Nails. Call for an appointment. 605-334-1463. Check out the new Ceramic Studio in Sioux Falls, conveniently located off Kiwanis Avenue on 5th Street. TJS Ceramics. Inside Oscars Mini Storage. Bisque, studio time, painting parties, and finished items are available. Visit TJS Ceramic Studio in Sioux Falls today. For him, every day 
is a Holly day. Here again, Dave Holly. Thanks again to my guests, Jason Fitzer and Shane Webbin. As always, the biggest thank you goes to each of you that listen, download, share, follow. If you haven't done so so far, follow us on Facebook and Instagram. And for all 205 episodes, you can go online, DaveHollyHour.com. There's also a couple nice little features in there, one of which is the search bar. If you've got a favorite person in the arts community, type their name in. It'll bring up all the episodes they've been on. Another nice one is that little cup of coffee down in the left. Yeah, it's just a way for you to help Dave make it through his own show. (laughs) All right, as the Sioux Falls Arts Council says, together we art. As Arts of South Dakota says, home is where the art is. As I say, put some art in your heart. Remember, my name is Dave Holly, and for me, every day is a holiday. Dave Holly Hour has been brought to you by TJS Ceramics Studio, Posh Boutique, The Sky and Tea, XL Chiropractic, Quality Nails, Jesse Moffat Entertainment, and the Sioux Falls Arts Council. If you would like to contribute to the continued success of this podcast, simply buy Dave a cup of coffee. Go to DaveHollyHour.com and click on the coffee cup icon. Don't forget to stay up to date on the show by following on Instagram and Facebook. The Dave Holly Hour is produced in the Dipsy Doodle Studios by Big D Entertainment. Thanks for listening.